0: All right, is it recording? Welcome to Left and Leftist, the podcast that takes a no-holds-barred, skeptical look at politics. When the right is wrong and you need somewhere to turn, listen to Left and Leftist. This is episode 9. My name is Coulter, and as always, I'm jo- joined
1: by my two co-hosts.
0: On the left, we have Caleb. The
1: wise man said, "Pass the duchy to the left-hand side. Puff, puff, give! <laughs> <Kiev. laughs>
0: you know, I live in Colorado, everyone. And the resident leftist, we have Sheldon. I am the leftist,
2: and I presently don't have my pitchfork, it's being serviced at the Pitchfork servicing shop. But get your Pitchforks and and follow me!
0: Mine will be out soon. And anyway. We'll do it. (laughs) And as always, we're going to go into this week's news. And we've got some big stories to talk about and a few right-wingers to ridicule. But first, get uncomfortable because it's time for the leftist screed. Uh, Yeah,
2: uh, so once again, I am going to talk about one individual in particular, the convergence of the approaching Democratic National Convention. And today being the 70, we're recording on the date of the 75th anniversary of an atomic bomb having been dropped on Hiroshima, Japan. And this has inspired another trigger warning edition of the leftist greed. Once again, I'm going to, from what I deem to be an infallibly accurate position. Flame a person revered by polite liberal society. Once again, that person is a former president of the United States. In this case, the 33rd such person, Harry S. Truman. Silly sidebar here. That is the man's proper full name. He was not named Harrison or Henry. And the S doesn't stand in for anything. S was his given middle name. Harry S. Truman. Coyote. Okay, all the elements are there. Someone please write that joke. Now, before I get into it, let me say that Truman and his administration weren't entirely bad. He is quoted as saying, show me a person that gets rich by being a politician and I'll show you a crook. A sentiment with which I entirely agree, Speaker Pelosi. Oops, I forgot the trigger warning there. He did sack the megalomaniac Douglas MacArthur. And there was that photographic display of ironic self-awareness in which he holds a copy of a newspaper declaring Dewey defeats Truman. Truman was sometimes referred to as the accidental president. That was until Gerald Ford tripped into the job, lowering that rhetorical bar somewhat. The cause of this accident, in the case of Harry Truman, that is, was a personal relationship he formed during his World War I service with a person named Jim Pendergrass who was a nephew to the mob-connected boss of the Kansas City Democratic Party machine, T.J. Pendergrast. And in 1934, it was clear that whomever T.J. Pendergrast backed to be the next senator from Missouri would hold that office, and thanks to the refusal of no fewer than four others, Truman became that person. Being the senator from Pendergrast earned Truman a second term, But that is where things get very bad indeed. You see, at the 1944 Democratic National Convention, the party bosses decided to rid the White House of Vice President Henry Wallace. Their reasons were numerous, but boiled down to this. Wallace was too much of a lefty for their taste. And as it was certain that Roosevelt would not finish that fourth term to which he was about to be elected, the second spot could not possibly go to such a radical defender of labor unions and free speech. Surely we can't have such a dirty commie as that become president of the United States. The filthy negotiations that ensued resulted in a strange compromise. The senator from Pentegrast, Harry S. Truman, was not so much acceptable as not especially objectionable to either the party bosses or Roosevelt and his advisors. This resonates right now because, let's face it, should he be elected, there is virtually no way that Joe Biden will serve an entire term and literally no way he runs for a second term. And right now, it seems like the number two spot has boiled down to failed prosecutor Kamala Harris or a rock war apologist Ex-ambassador to the United Nations, Susan Rice. I'm not going to get into that because I want to turn back now to Harry Truman. Predictably, FDR dies in April of 1945. Now, this is shortly after the uh, conference at Yalta in that February. It comes up in just a moment. So Truman becomes president of the United States very much by accident. And shortly after he assumes that office, he decides he wants to play with a new toy. I'm referring now to the dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, Japan, in August 6 of 1945. It's difficult not to get worked up over the death and destruction that decision caused. Single-handedly, one person, in the person of Harry Truman, decided he was going to kill, in an instant, nearly 150,000 living human beings for no reason literally no reason other than that they happened to reside in an undefended area of a nation with which his nation was at war. Absolutely indefensible from a human from a human from a humanitarian point of view. Now, we have debated that decision long and long, and let me break down the leftist perspective for you as to whether it was necessary or effective. I'm going to do it very quickly. I mentioned the Yalta conference in February of 1945. After the defeat of Germany and Italy's surrender, they had a conference. Truman, Stalin, and Churchill got together at Yalta and Stalin pledged that the USSR would go to war against Japan. That was in February. Then in April, FDR dies. Okay. We've already established that in May, the non-aggression pact between the USSR and Japan expires, and instead of making a move to extend that non-aggression pact, and despite repeated pleas from Emperor Hirohito of Japan, Stalin moves the Red Army into position to invade Imperial Japan. Beginning with the southern province of, I think it's pronounced uh, Manchukau, it's Manchuria, China, that uh, Japan had occupied since the year 19, since they invaded and occupied in the year 1933, there was a Japanese puppet government there. In any event, 1.6 million soldiers from the Red Army were already amassed at the borders of Imperial Japan. How close were they? August 6 was the day that Harry Truman decided to play with his new toy, wiping 150,000 people off the map and and causing untold generations of environmental destruction. Two days later, that is when Stalin invaded and routed the Imperial Japanese from Manchuria, China, on August 8, 1945. And then deciding that the war wasn't necessarily over because Hirohito hadn't actually bent the knee. A day after, another atomic bomb is dropped on Nagasaki, Japan. The Germans were defeated. The Italians had surrendered. All that was left was Japan, and they had all their resources dedicated to the Western Front against the United States, and they were losing on their, uh, excuse me, on their Eastern Front. They were losing on their Eastern Front, and they had no resources dedicated to the Western Front, and 1.6 million strong Red Army was about to invade from the land. There was no reason to drop that bomb other than just to see what would happen when you threw it down and saw it go boom. It was an accident that Harry Truman was president of the United States. It should have been Henry Wallace. It it not just should have been, it, it could have been Henry Wallace. We could have had an actual champion of labor rights and a precursor to the environmental justice movement in this country. Someone who would have ensured that we went the right path At the end of world war ii and didn't begin the cold war that had look that had everything to do with the removal of henry wallace and the installation of harry truman who then decided to drop the bombs whatever else you can say about the guy and i said a couple nice about i said a couple nice things about him to begin with harry truman was one of the most destructive world leaders in modern world history and that's the bottom line because the leftist Said so. And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Now we come on bended knee to confess our sins and evil right-wing thoughts to His High Holiness, the Leftist. Forgive me, Leftist, for I have sinned. Go
3: on, my child. I have had impure thoughts. Impure? Pure thoughts. Well, it can sometimes be hard to lean so far left during tumultuous times. Tell me, child, how have your thoughts strayed to the right?
1: I have a birthday coming up soon, and I'm thinking about buying a gun.
3: (laughs) Well... You see, my child, there is nothing in principle wrong with that. Community defense, you see, is a foundational tenet of leftist thought. And and should you decide to arm yourself, I am sure that you are doing so only with the desire to defend your comrades. Therefore, go forward with my blessings. I won't be banished from the left? No! No! No, you see community defense as I've already said and I I am repeating myself again. Uh it is a foundational tenet of leftist thought. So, uh it, it's all good. It's cool. Uh, go forth. Thank
1: with my blessings. Thank you. Thank you, holy leftist. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome back where we're going to talk about the news this week and th- let's start off with the election update because we have some really great primaries that happened this week and some great stuff. I'm going to hand this right off to Sheldon to start off because there was some really strong performances in some primaries this week. Yeah, what me? Let's let's start with, you know, which one should I go with?
2: Should I go with the Life Fund let's impeach go, this motherfucker all right, to Yeah, me? yeah. <laughs> You take that.
0: Let's go with Life Fund. No, Life fun. Okay. Life Yeah,
2: Mrs. Mrs. In, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Uh yeah, she she was in a primary on Tuesday. there in uh the center of Detroit, Michigan. The seat formerly held well held for a long time by John Conyers old man Conyers may he rest in peace yeah and she ran against the same person that she against whom she'd competed in three consecutive elections and this was no contest called the instant polls closed and she's going to win by several thousand votes wherein last time in 2018 she won
1: by fewer than a thousand so woohoo
3: yeah she kicked
1: ass she kicked ass and take names there took names
0: and she's going to, I, I think she's got a pretty long, amazing career ahead of her. I, I'm excited to see what she's going to do.
2: Oh, let's hope so. Rashida's got, Rep, Rep Tlaib has all the energy and all the spark. Everything that, everything that the left really needs to coalesce and, 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 and be a powerful movement in the United States Congress. It is, it, it, it is exciting stuff. It is. And and let's talk a bit about Cori Bush. Cori Bush is a person that I have um, listened to speak on a number of occasions and a number of different venues over the past few years. Uh, A couple of times in person, in fact, she she introduced Senator Sanders at a rally that I attended in Las Vegas just before the covid forced us away from any such gatherings. Um, she's fantastic.
1: And her story is just great. It is great. She, she ran, uh, last go around as well and got beat by like 20 points. And so her taking this seat now, I think is actually, a it's a really good indicator of the farther left, you know, more progressive left of the democratic party, Really gaining hold and gaining traction. I, I really like this win. I'm glad that she ran again. Yeah, it, it, it was a big win. I think she's awesome. I'm also excited about Mark Kelly in Arizona. Uh, former astronaut. He's going to go up against Martha McSally for the Senate race. Who, fell, who filled the seat for John McCain. And that that is an up for grab seat. And I love Mark Kelly's chances. That's going to be a great race to watch all year long.
0: I think it's gonna be a fun race as well uh one thing I, I do want to talk about you know when we look at at this election cycle it's been real real bad for basically isolationists and and, and extreme right wingers when it comes to even the primaries right now you know i, I i'm gonna actually play a little piano music for this one you ready sheldon oh who are we talking oh okay we're on to my favorite
2: Let us now bid farewell for the political career of a real one, a real hero, the former secretary of state of Kansas and chair of Donald Trump's campaign to restrict ballot access across the country. Chris Kobach. Chris Kobach unsuccessfully ran for governor a couple of years ago. <laughs>
3: and, this, <laughs> and this year,
2: he was he was going to be the president's lead defender in the United States Senate until all went awry. All went awry on Tuesday. Chris Kobach, <laughs> your career is over. Your electoral project. Bridge- the chances of this man being elected dog catcher of Topeka are virtually zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Goodbye, Chris Kobach. Goodbye, we Chris Kobach. You so well. I, I'm, I am sorely, sorely gonna miss you because you were such a dipshit that Mitch McConnell spent like two and a half million dollars against you because he was afraid you were going to lose a republican seat in the state of fucking Kansas. Yeah, the for way the first he w- he lost the
2: gubernatorial race in
1: 2008. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he uh, M- McConnell was afraid that he was going to lose a fucking seat to a democrat in the state of Kansas for the first time since who? Sheldon? Since who held it? Well,
2: it uh, it, it
1: uh, <laughs> that seat was not that seat
2: actually was not Truman's seat. But <laughs> oh, that wasn't Truman. It was seat. since the age of Truman. It was
1: 1932. Ah, so you know, just just 80 years, man. When the GOP spends two and a half million dollars against another, like you know, a total right wing lackey, that really speaks to what you were talking about, Coulter. This guy is a total lackey and sucks up to Trump so much, and he's so far out there that. Mitch McConnell spent $2.5 to beat him. I think that's awesome. That just shows them... I mean, let them spend their money, their war chest against their own people. You know what I mean?
0: I I agree, but you also have to look at the fact that this has not been a great election for people that are on the extreme end of the right. Uh, a, A good example, not just Chris Kobach, but if you look at the last year, others who have been this... Extreme right wing, like isolationist American, America First candidates—they've just not done well in general with the primary voters. In and and I, to be honest, think that's a good thing. I I think that these are the type of people that should not be in office. And hopefully, the orange one who is currently in office is no longer going to be in office soon. Yeah, just just to fill out
2: how awesome Chris Kobach was in case in the event that our listeners don't know, Chris Kobach was responsible for creating a program called Crosscheck. It is basically just voter disenfranchisement. What it is, is uh, you take common people's, uh, you take the names of, you take common names, of people of color, and you cross check them against voter registration records in other states. If it pings, you you disqualify that voter's registration and they have to register again. Otherwise, they can't vote that. They can't vote in that canvassing period.
0: You know, 2020 is going to be a really important election when it comes to things like redistricting, right? And hopefully that, and this is down ballot, right? This is so important when we talk about in the future of this year's election, hopefully we can take back some state legislatures and we can actually undo the decade of gerrymandering that we got from the left from the 2010 election, to me, if we were going to say that, you know, president election aside, the most important elections I see right now are state house and and senate elections. When it comes to that down ballot, and so hopefully everybody yeah. voting helps that. But you 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 realize you're a decade. I mean, you just said it. You're a decade late. The Koch brothers
2: have already have have already made that a very difficult fence to break down.
0: It's a very difficult fence. They did it on purpose.
2: But they they were... And that's the thing thing that the left lacks, right? We just just think to ourselves, hey, if everyone votes, it'll all be fair and it'll all work out. Well, we can't do that anymore. The Koch brothers changed the rules specifically...
0: Well, but they, you also they, have to they realize they made purpose. some really bad errors, too, because if you look at it, states like Texas that are heavily gerrymandered to the, to the right, they always thought they were going to hold on to the suburbs. And right now, when you look at the polling and the suburbs <laughs> and where they're going, that could be something that changes. And if No, they, we want to fix the districts, though. We don't no, want totally. to
2: then we And we don't want to celebrate victories. No, no, in those I, totally manage- I, okay. totally, right. I totally agree with
0: that. I totally agree right. with you on the fixing okay. of the districts. Cool. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is that they also, when we think that, oh, in 2010, they had this plan that wasn't going to backfire. In some places, it actually is backfiring because if you look at the down-ballot and the suburbs go down-ballot, you could see huge swings in state houses.
2: Not huge enough. I'm sorry, not huge enough. The Democratic right. Party lost 1,500 1, seats from coast to coast between the years 2010 and two thousand fifteen hundred. Yes,
3: That's more than did. just
2: a few suburban people waking up and going,
3: hey,
1: maybe I'm not so happy with an orangutan in the White House. you know. So, <laughs> so a, a, as a question for the leftist who is really our resident policy wonk what what would be your chosen kind of neutral way for districting
2: damn like it if you you just ask the had, leftist if... to be neutral <laughs> 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 damn it i mean no i, I mean on, d- d- honestly the, the return it, really the return of geographical boundaries the 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 notion straight, upon straight which,
1: geographical boundaries. The I, notion I'm of fine yeah, the,
2: that. yeah. The notion upon which I mean, whether whether they're artificial or natural, that was that was the way in which congressional districts and state you know and state legislative districts were were drawn in the first place.
1: So contiguous would you do districts away- were
2: dependent on straight geographical boundaries. Like n- by by straight, I mean
1: straight lines, right? So, but would would you do away with some of those? I mean, there were a lot of districts that were redistricted, redistricted to say, you know, give the Mexican-American population <laughs> yeah, I live, in this we, particular I live in state, a, 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 you know, like a voting block yeah. up to themselves. Yeah, of course of those, you got to yes. do away with it.
2: Yeah, you should absolutely do away with that. Look, I live in one of those and it's the, 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 the bordery of congressional district four here is, is ridiculous. They, they 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 isolated the american islander and uh, the the majority american islander and hispanic population in congressional district 4 and then they isolated the most densely populated of those minorities in another congressional district and threw them in with a whole bunch of Anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, you know Utah is you know,
0: probably one of the most gerrymandered states out there. It, it like Salt Lake City split dist- up into five different con- 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 congressional into the four districts. Is, all four, yeah. 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 yeah, which is ridiculous. That basically means Salt Lake has zero representation. It, so Salt National Lake City,
2: level. yeah, and the way it used to be was the, was congressional district two was a circle. Yep, <laughs> it was just Salt Lake City, south Salt Lake City, Mill Creek, uh, and that was it. And, the re- and then the other two congressional districts were on either side. And, and yeah, like Coulter was saying, now Salt Lake City is represented by all four congressional districts. So, I mean, yeah, you've got to do, I mean, you got to do away with that. Uh, I don't think the other way is necessarily fantastic to have an island of one representative in the middle of it. But I think Salt honestly, Lake City honestly, ought to vote I with. would
1: prefer a more hands-off, like, scientific approach. Like
2: it, That's just what find I, just, I agree just with Just some
1: you. kind of, just some kind of. You know, if this many people live in this many square miles, like some kind of equation that says if x y z, then this. You know, and and then just throw it across the country and call it a day. Nobody wins, nobody loses. You know, whatever God wants, He keeps, kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think (laughs) I think to quote Johnny Five.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but (laughs) let's be honest. Let's be honest. If districts were Steve
1: Guttenberg
0: told that joke.
3: But it was honest, Gutenberg. Sorry, but let's,
0: <laughs> but let's be honest. If, if if districts nationally were totally drawn that way, and there were some kind of scientific, and it was or done on just physical borders and straight lines, I don't think the Republicans would even come close to the amount of power they have right now. And so, no, no, they get or, No, of course they wouldn't.
2: No, and yeah, yeah that and that's what Which 2010 is, was all about.
0: And that is what 2010 was all about. And in 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 doing so, they sold their soul to the Tea Party. In doing so, but I am going to interrupt this districting talk because we have another story <laughs> that I think is really important to talk about because this also stems to the election and it is gonna be talking about the U.S. Postal Service. This has really been kind of brewing for the last six months, I would say, really since the pandemic started. And right now we're at a place where it's getting really heated. I'd like our resident leftist also to give us some background on what's going on at the U.S. Postal Service.
3: Oh,
2: oh dear, well, it's a shit show, to put it briefly. Uh, many of you might remember in the year 2006, the congress passed hr 6407 otherwise known as the postal accountability and enhancement act the primary takeaway of this is that the united states postal service from that point forward was in the unique position of having to prefund all legacy costs for all career appointments from the day upon which that
1: appointment was made so I s- can we can we just stop right there and Let's do a quick explain like I'm five kind of thing. I, I it, Correct me if I'm wrong. This basically means that the post office has to pay all of the pensions for all of its employees that are employed right now through their future retirement. And they have to have that amount of money in a bank account somewhere right now, even though those people aren't retired. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that's what it means.
2: Yeah, and, and it's the, which
1: is and to be absolutely honest, absolutely fucking insane. No business it, in the fucking world works like that. No, no business.
0: No business. And it's so insane that it was totally written and created for the sheer fact of actually destroying the post office. That was its whole right. point. Exactly. So so it it
2: succeeded very quickly the postal service being a completely self-funded organization no tax dollars go to the postal service came up in the red immediately and badly in the red to the tune of tens of billions of dollars every single year and so 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 that as you said coulter that goal succeeded so um it gave those who have always wanted to privatize the post office. And I've mentioned his name a lot in conversation between the three of us, Daryl Issa, a person with a large personal stake in the company Staples. He is the personification of that idea. We have to illustrate that the postal service is bankrupt and would be run better as private business,
0: which is hilarious to me because considering all of these right wing assholes out there that are, all about the Constitution. I'm sorry, the Postal Service is the only government service in the Constitution that it needs to right? be a government right? service. Yeah, like, it's the
2: only fed, you know, a piece of the federal bureaucracy that's there. Yeah, the only non-elected it, piece of federal government. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes, and, or and, and not and appointed. It's actually written in the Constitution. So these Constitution uh, scholars, as they like to call themselves, are trying to privatize the only thing that is in the Constitution.
2: Let that and the sink only, in for a minute.
1: It's it's also the only like self funded piece of government. Am I am I wrong? Is it the only? No, no, piece? you're right.
2: No, it's it's self funded. It's it it's a long story as to as to why and how that's gone back and forth over over what two hundred and thirty some years, but yeah, it's entirely self funded. The, the The federal government, the general federal fund, are General Federal Revenue GFR has never bailed out or given a dime to the United States Postal Service.
1: Never. And it was it was bad for a minute there. Like the postal service looked bad. I remember when email came out and everyone was like, "Oh my god, I'm never going to send mail like snail mail again." And then Bezos of all people saves saves the post office. Like it comes roaring back <laughs> well. into into ubiquity.
0: Well, I'm sure that's all a point of view, but the point I'm trying to say is that let's talk about the service you get from the post-service and how amazing it is, right? You wake up in the morning, you walk out to this box, and magically, it's filled with mail every day. And there's an entire army of people (laughs) behind filling that box, right? And the thing that is amazing is that, like, I can write a letter, put 50 cents on it, and we're talking about this is 2020. I put what? What's the current postage? Fifty-five cents, something like that. It's fifty. It's fifty cents. First Okay. Well, at least
2: First the last time I bought postage, so.
0: Yeah. So I could buy about. I, I could put fifty cents on it, less than a candy bar. Drop it in the mail, and if it's local, the next day it's there, right? Like it, it's it's kind of an amazing thing. I can drop a sticker in the mail and send it to anywhere in the world, and it shows up. I It's 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 an amazing thing, and I know that you guys are like, colder. this isn't that big of a deal, but the fact is, is that you can do it for so inexpensive, and to ship a package via USPS is very inexpensive, and so I'm talking about just as a consumer, what it does is it actually keeps all of the competitors to the post office, it keeps their prices down because it's such a good competitor. And... Uh, it privatizes well, It's horrible. It
1: it keeps their prices down for a different reason. They finish all of their routes, like especially in rural routes. Amazon and USPS and uh, not UPS. UPS sorry, Amazon UPS, yeah. and UPS and FedEx. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna deliver to some podunk, podunk podunk town in the middle of nowhere. The USPS is under you know federal mandate to deliver to the entire country. Well, uh,
0: it, I'll give you an example. Towns. Caleb, you and I, yes,
1: we'll drop off somewhere in a big city and then just hand it off to the mail carrier and say, please deliver the rest of this. If that wasn't the case, then you're talking about a huge swath, like 40% of, of like rural towns in America would have no UPS, no Amazon, no nothing. Like all of those would go away. So one of the things that's not being talked about is how instrumental the postal service is to the current economy.
2: To national unification, really. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely.
0: And I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, Caleb, you and I hiked hiked down to uh, uh, a waterfall. We went to Havasupai in Arizona, which is an arm off of the Grand Canyon. The U.S. Postal Service delivers mail to the Native American population down there via mule train, right? This happens in the lower 48 states of the United States. Mule train of mail is being run down to a post office and we're talking in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. And they do that with a stamp price of 50 cents or a small package price of $4. It's Mm -hmm. kind of amazing. The efficiency that happens in this organization and that it's being blown out of the water for politics. It's bullshit. Well,
2: yeah, not politics money, right? Because I mean, we mentioned, I before, let's fast forward a bit to where we are right now. Uh, I mentioned ISA, had a large stake, had a large personal, had a large personal stake in Staples. The newly anointed postmaster general of the United States is a person named uh, Louis DeJoy. In addition to being a top Republican fundraiser, uh, I could say the top because he was for a moment the top Republican National Committee bundler for a few cycles he was also the chair and corporate executive officer of something called New Breed Logistics which is a very large and i actually have seen their warehouses out by where i work uh it's it it's it it rivals the coke it rivals coke industries it is a massive warehousing and distribution company and yeah now he's the postmaster and the first thing he does you mentioned everyday delivery uh Caleb you mentioned finishing the routes, getting out to getting out to every stop every single day. That's going to end because yep. in three, and it
1: was uh, it was it was very calculated.
0: Yeah, uh, in three I, uh, in. But let's,
2: oh,
3: let's ahead, talk. Alter.
0: But let's talk about calculation, right? Like we all know that they're going to try to they're, they're going to try to spin it to this thing of like, hey, you know, remember back when. The post office was like, we deliver for you. And they're basically trying to say, hey, they're not going to deliver for you now. Yes. The post office is... Yeah, right. The post office is sustainable. Let's move it on just a little bit, right? So what you're saying is... What I'm saying is... The post office is
2: sustainable. No, it's not. And now what's going on is the post office is reliable. No, it's not.
0: Yes. But here's the thing. I think in the end, we all rely so much on the post office that... And this is me being a very big optimist. Is yeah,
2: that you're doing the Pollyanna routine. I'm you gonna do the Pollyanna, Pollyanna routine, r-
0: but but the Pollyanna routine here is this: is I think the, the American, no, and I don't.
2: I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm on your side. Yeah, but. I
0: think the I think the American public is going to see what is happening at the post office, and we're going to actually blame the administration. I hope that's what happens, because well, you, we know. I I personally know that none of this is the fault of the post office. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, you
2: could blame the administration, but it's the Postmaster General. Okay, it, look, I mean, I I
0: know it's and really it was a easy, ge- Postmaster just, General that was put in place by the administration with this yeah, very intent. That's
2: just you're just you're 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 transferring the blame from the people running the post. And I know it's easy to do because the orangutan, the oval orangutan, he's an easy whipping boy. I mean, it's easy to do. It's easy to just blame that guy, blame that jerk off. But if, if, as a matter of fact, in my opinion, if that guy was in any way competent, this would have happened years ago because the Board of Governors had nobody on it. Nobody on it. Everybody resigned. They, they, it was just completely wide open for this guy to take action, for this administration to take, to take action from the beginning and he only got around to it last fall and yeah and 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 now there's finally I'm just you know it's. i i don't necessarily disagree with you but man we're already so pissed off at the guy for everything else uh, you know it, it, there's got to be you, doesn't there have to be something greater like like black lives matter doesn't there have to be something greater you know don't we no, know, totally yeah, but, but honestly, i look at it this honestly, way just throw the, post it on the office, pile right
0: throw it on the pile of shit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, we can't throw it on the pile. The the real interesting thing for me is it's is, is to, the question will the American public do what Coulter says and like yeah. pick up the, you know, the ugly puppy that is the post office and be like, "No, man, I love this ugly puppy. He's been, you know, I love my ugly old dog. He's been around forever." Like are we going to do that when there are so much more like shiny in your face things like cops killing black people and yeah i mean there's just a lot of other things that are that are crazy in the news cycle i hope like Coulter does that the post office does not get like pushed to the wayside in the crazy news cycle that we have going on today
2: i have an interesting tiny little sidebar before we move on to the elections angle of this um i have Knowledge that the U.S. Treasury Department has allowed the Postal Service to borrow uh, $10 billion uh, under the CARES Act, the the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act.
3: Wow!
2: And uh, this is what Louis DeJoy had to say about that. He thanked uh, the awesome Secretary Mnuchin, who should be uh, behind bars right now. Thanks, Kamala Harris, for letting him free. Access to the additional $10 billion in borrowing, and thank you for that, Secretary Mnuchin, will delay the approaching liquidity crisis, DeJoy says. The Postal Service, however, remains on an unsustainable path, and we will continue to focus on improving operational efficiency and pursuing other reforms in order to put the postal service on a trajectory for long-term financial st- long-term financial stability. All right, so uh, so that's uh, bullshit CEO speak for I'm going to cut uh, same-day delivery service to 384 delivery units. That's efficiency.
0: But yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. thanks
2: for the ten billion dollars. But guess what? <laughs> I'm running this thing down the tubes anyway.
0: Anyway, Exactly. And, and you know, the, the one thing that is gaining traction is obviously the, absente- the absentee ballot and vote-by-mail stuff. That has been huge in the news, and really it's one of those things where there's an angle to this which isn't just, hey, we're going to take down the efficiency and try to privatize it. There's a huge angle on this right now talking about it affecting the election. Do you think these inefficiencies are going to ultimately affect vote by mail?
2: Well, uh the angle they're running and uh, really quickly, don't say both vote by mail and absentee ballot cuz there's the same They're thing.
0: different. They're well yeah. they're they're no, different no, they're in They are the same the, thing. They are the same thing in that they You do vote absentee that, by
2: mail. You, you do vote, vote every every mail and ballot is an absentee ballot. Whether whether you were required to apply for some sort of absentee status or not, that's an absentee ballot. Okay. True. But for, ditch it, ditch it. Okay. <laughs> the the angle they're running on this, okay, is three. There's a three pronged attack going on, right? So you got DeJoy uh, as the postmaster general. You have the 2006 law that has has had the postal service running in the red, and now the elections. So conservative groups, including the Republican National Committee, are lobbying against mail-in voting and they're doing so in the press they're doing so on social media for example a conservative group called the honest elections project is launching a leak is watch, launching a week-long uh digital and tv ad campaign on fox news msnbc cnn and they're saying they're uh hoping to protect the brazen attempt to manipulate the election system for partisan advantage claiming as we have heard ad nauseum, that the democrats will benefit from universal absentee voting uh, that's one of the angles it just does any, uh, do we have something from the Republican National Committee's uh, video
1: tired of driving all the way to a polling location to vote sick of always having to remember your ID to get a ballot worry no more because the fix is
2: in introducing ballot harvest Get fresh ballots delivered right to your door. Make your voice heard as many times as you want. We've rigged up our system to
0: churn out ballots for every living
2: thing in the country, millions a day. At Ballot Harvest, we'll automatically mail genuine voting ballots to every person in your house. And as part of our special limited-time promotion, we'll also mail you ballots for people who used to live in your house.
1: We're mailing so many ballots, we don't even know who they're going to. With Ballot Harvest, the votes just keep on coming, and your votes don't explode fire until up to 30 days after the
0: election when you're ready to return your ballots we'll send
1: someone <laughs> right to your door to collect them even the
0: unused ballots and don't worry somebody track. who has i i personally come from a state that's been 100 vote by mail for a long time you guys do as both, well. of uh, yeah, all both of us yeah we both we all of us all of us do and i have to admit vote vote by mail has been an amazing experience for all of us it, it's something where it's like I get my ballot three weeks early, it shows up, I fill it out, I drop it in the mail, I put a stamp on it, and it gets it gets to where it's supposed to go. And I'm done voting. And it's one of those things where it's like, it, it just works and it works well. The one thing that people freak out about is the fact that you're not going to get results the day of because of mail-in votes or drop off at the ballot box, right? And to be honest, I don't care. What I care about is that the vote is accurate. And that the person who I voted for hopefully wins, but that's pretty much it. I don't need to have results the day of election night. Uh, I what don't is, need. I so don't
1: need what's, that. What's their angle here? I, what's the Republican angle here, as far as them making a difference between absentee absentee voting? versus universal mail in absentee voting is, is where you have to basically apply and say, I want you to send me an yeah, absentee.
0: Yeah, but vote. but the the, the angle here I'm gonna tell you mail, the angle hold here.
1: Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Universal mail is where everyone that is registered to vote just simply gets a ballot. Gets an, a absentee ballot. Ballot. Yes. an absentee
2: it's ballot. It's still
1: an absentee ballot. It's still
0: an absentee ballot. He's right. Okay, but, the but thing you is, don't is, have to
1: go through the process You don't have to go through a process. Everybody if you're gets registered a ballot. to vote, you just get it. Yes. yes. Like
2: the distinction, it's a distinction without a difference. Uh, True. The, the, the difference is, is yeah. that
1: you have to apply for something,
2: but here's the well, thing, right? No, but that's not a difference. The,
0: Wait, okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. But
2: here's the thing. It doesn't here's the, here's <laughs> the reason
1: why
0: Republicans want to make difference. a difference. They want to make a difference because most absentee ballots are actually voted by, by members of the military. And they don't want to lose the military vote because that is the, in their mind is going to skew to the the red right and so to them wealthy
2: people wealthy people who live in their vacation homes away from their that is stated yeah okay
0: wealthy people in arms yeah and yeah okay so so they they tend to be absentee voters right but on the other side of that if everybody were to just get a ballot and vote and be able to do it on their time and it becomes easy Ah, then here comes the fear, right? Yeah, right. So so yeah, they want to bones. so
2: that's why they're drawing that distinction, Caleb. You know, you understand that, right? You see that's why they're drawing that distinction. That because they are exactly. so just, want, they're just they, sure that the they want that, to say that, like if
1: they say the state of Georgia or whatever, said we're going to we're going to do absentee voting for
2: Yeah, universal I, only, I, mail I I voting, however it, you say it.
1: Well, no, no, no. Universal mail voting is where if you're registered, you get one sent to you. Absentee absentee voting absentee ballot voting is where you have to f- send no, in something you, you have you, to but register you're hopping over the
2: word you're not hearing the word absentee it means you didn't go to vote all mail-in ballots are absentee ballots
1: I get that but okay you have to you have to apply for an absentee ballot
2: well okay whereas it's a universal mail-in again, voting it's a, system it's, it's a distinction without a difference and the there reason why that distinction, know, the reason why that distinction is there's definitely being made. A difference. no, there's not a difference. The, universal is, the access universal to the ballot, access to the is ballot, sending pe- is what it's issue here. Is what's at issue here, right? And and the reason why the distinction is being made, is so that, as Coulter said, we can say absentee voting is okay, but you but universal mail-in voting is bad, so that they don't have to lump all mail-in votes together. And say it's all bad. And say it's all...
0: I, and, and, I, and to okay. be honest, I, I think what Caleb is trying to say, Sheldon... And, I, and, and I agree. To, I uh, see is it. That, and what he's trying to say is, yes, you are right, Sheldon, in the fact that a mailed-in val- voter ballot whether it absentee or if it's just universal melon is exactly the same. What Caleb is trying to say is that in certain States that are never going to act that way, you're going to have to make the effort to actually get an absentee ballot sent to you. Right, You're going
2: to have to do something. I know. And that's what the converse. That's what the conversation's
0: about. But that, but the point is ending, ending that, but ending that, but ending, I agree. But here's the thing in the midst of COVID, and what's going on and, and and let's be honest, the danger of actually having to go vote in person today, it shouldn't there should be no this shouldn't be a political <clears throat> argument. It should be if you're registered to vote, they should send you a ballot, you should fill it out, you should be able to mail it in or drop it off at a box from your car.
1: Right. Those the are act all act of registering to vote is is enough.
0: That should be enough to be able to get you to vote, period.
1: Um, I, I was looking at earlier this week, I was looking because there is a, a whole bunch of people trying to like discredit, um, election l- discredit mail-in voting through election fraud. So if you Google, um, election fraud, one of the first thing that's going to come up right now, I'm sure for no small amount of money is the heritage foundation, uh, friends of the show. <laughs> and they they have this big like a sampling it's called a sampling of recent election fraud cases from across the United States and it's that got all involved republicans numbers. that all involve it's, republicans not all it's got this big scary numbers 1290 proven instances of voter fraud 1113 criminal convictions <sighs> Forty-eight civil penalties. Uh, God, it's like an early thing of the numbers. Anyway, I go diving in and start looking at this. This database that found 1,113 criminal convictions goes back to
0: 1979. That and let's call this out. Do you know how many
1: millions of votes we've we've cast as Americans (laughs) and to have 1,113 convictions? When you you look at it.
0: Yeah, when you look at it, an a, an average election every year has probably close to anywhere from 75 to 100 million votes and they go all the way back to 70 you're talking about a billion votes and only 1,000 of a billion when you when you look at that actual stat. Indeed, right. but
2: as we know when when you're convicted of any such activity, you go to jail for 10 years meanwhile, well, for friend of the show roger stone spent roughly 10 days in jail so <laughs> and he didn't he didn't commit any elections fraud
0: at all i mean perfectly uh, <laughs> perfectly legal uh, uh,
1: that I, I cracks mean, me up that cracks me up they, they, they've got a like if you google election fraud the, the org is the first thing up the second thing up is database swells to 1285 proven <laughs> yeah. cases
0: <laughs>
2: yeah there's a <laughs> shit yeah yeah it's it's hilarious because you know it, it that is actually a bigger number than their in-person voter fraud that had all of, that had that rash of uh, voter ID laws throughout the uh, southern united states uh and and of course not just southern pennsylvania had one ohio had one some of the midwest yeah utah has mean, one. they had they they had like three well the voter ID law in utah in utah's uh, it's 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 pretty much gone now it's pretty with, much gone. Yeah, with mail because we're we're entire absentee we're we're universal absentee or mail and ballots now. I mean, yeah. every single county has adopted it. So Yeah. And Salt Lake County's been there since 14. But uh, no, I mean, what was the number then when it was in-person voter fraud? Like 34, 35? And the same number you were talking about, Caleb? Yeah. Like a billion I, I- votes. And they yeah. have like thirty-five instances of in-person oh, voting fraud. It,
1: it, it, I think over the last like thirty years, there's been something. It, it is. It's it's like fifty people total. But let's be fair. It person.
2: used to happen all the time. And it it did. Used to happen. The Democratic Party. And yeah. I, I I spoke about one of them before. That 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 T.J. Pendergrass specimen. He had P, he he turned people in and out of those and uh, daily in chicago tammany hall i mean it used it used to
1: happen all the time but what years what give us a ballpark on those years
0: well just think of uh, the 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 political machines of chicago right, in the early 1900s I, daily like, that was daily i, all mentioned, I mentioned
2: daily that 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 wasn't that that's the most recent case is daily in chicago and that started in the mid-30s Daily really, Daily really took over in the mid '30s, and the Daily political machine still. We got Bill Clinton and Barack Obama thanks to that machine. So I mean, there's still, there's still some clout there. They might not be running voter fraud the way they used to. But.
0: Well, let's uh, let us let us uh, move on. Let, let's jump into okay. So
2: save the United States Postal Service. That's the
0: yes. takeaway. Yes. Uh, Let let
2: everybody know that you support the United States Postal Service and um,
0: buy a book of stamps, guys. To say about that, and and whether you need it or not, buy a book of stamps, guys. It's only going (laughs) to support them. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Moving on. uh, This is my favorite story of the week. I like it too. The satanic abortion ritual. This the satanic is- temple has come up with a religious ritual involved in in abortion that basically is going to take away stupid laws and completely and unnecessary and sometimes cruel laws where you have to have a waiting period before you make an abort before you have an abortion you have to have a sonogram before you have an abortion. Uh, you have to go to counseling which people you know where you talk to people who are trying to convince you otherwise of having an abortion all of that can be wiped away by just calling out the right of your satanic abortion ritual I love it I think it's I think this is the the most daft move that uh, the satanic temple has done for uh personal rights in some time I absolutely love it
0: this was a really daft move. The the reason it was such a good move is that they put this together in a specific way to actually mimic the religious freedom arguments that have actually been held up by the Supreme court. And I, it's one of those things that when the Supreme court went down the road of trying to institute religious freedom as a right in the constitution to the level of like I can step on other people's rights, which is what this court does. This actual abortion rights portion of the of the the Satanic Temple is really is put together really well. They made it a religious ritual. <clears throat> they made it uh, the rights of their religion. I, I it's almost like guys, uh, I'm gonna be a Satanist yep. soon. I need to be a Satanist. That's what's gonna happen.
2: So. I, I, I just one point here. It wasn't the Supreme Court that started the whole thing. It's called the uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Yeah, right? you're right. It, and it was it was 1993 that was uh, that was friend of the show Slick Willie signed it into law. Um, but it's, it 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 does what you say though, and it's been upheld by the Supreme Court. Uh, it hasn't been overturned. It there virtually all these challenges that you're talking about have. Have to do with the uh, challenges to the refer- to Religious Freedom Restoration Act. You know, the challenge to Hobby Lobby, the challenge to the uh, to the to the anti gay cake maker. They're challenging their 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 claiming of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and it prohibits it it prohibits any agency, including a state government, <laughs> in this case, which is very important, from substantially burdening a person's exercise of religion, right? Yep, and there you go. There so so anytime. so anytime uh, a first trimester so what, what what do we have here Caleb? We have a first trimester any first
1: trimester any abortion. Any first any first trimester abortion.
2: Right. And and it eliminates all of these ridiculous you mentioned uh waiting periods and mandatory com, and waiting counseling periods. Um, um like th- th- there's, m- there's there's personally burial or cremation
1: the heartbeat. Yeah, listening to the heartbeat, heartbeat bills that we see in, I think, which, seven states. I mean, those states. are just those are just cruel. Those are just absolutely cruel. And I, 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 you gotta imagine a, a young girl, like, trying to make one of the hardest decisions of her life, and having to go through the ringer because she is choosing her body, her life, and herself first. Yeah. And 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 they put her through the ringer on that. That's just cruel. It's it's yep. cruel and unusual and those practices have to stop. It absolutely. And uh, honestly, this is just a, a direct response to when the quote-unquote religious freedom starts stomping on personal freedom. And God I, I it sounds weird, but God bless the Satanic Temple. <laughs> I, for don't stepping up I don't for know. I don't
2: know Uh hell Satan. I don't know <laughs> what the third tenet and the fifth tenet are uh because they're referenced in what in in their abortions. But what
1: they so what they say is this, this one is the body ritual is inviolable is inviolable, subject to one's own will. Hey, they're, they're hey ten- just so
0: just so you guys know, uh my brother in law is actually a member of the satanic uh the Church of Satan, uh the Satanic Temple. He is. Cool. Yeah, yes. Cool. he's a good man. And, and he's also yeah. uh and I believe he's one of the big activists there in Utah for actually establishing the chapter there. I'm just gonna have him on the show, and maybe we need to talk about the tenets of the Church of Satan <laughs> on the show. I, I think well, that there's
1: so they're doing the the temple in town is doing. Um, they're trying to get recognized as an educational body, and they're get they're going through the steps for that right now. You should ask him about that, and maybe we should do a quick interview on that. It, it's I, I coming think, up. It's I think that's cool. something we should definitely <laughs> talk about.
0: But yes, the yeah. Church of Satan with it with a very amazing. You know, set up to basically get a good ch- court challenge, and I think be able to take down some some really heinous laws out there. I, w- I want to talk about the next story though, because this is one that I found. Can I just
1: can I just yep. quickly say before yep. we leave the temple of Satan? Yep. Sorry, mom. Religion sucks. Okay, carry on.
0: Ah, oh, there we go. So this was this is a, a one that I read today, and this is straight from Not the Onion. And a courtroom was shocked today after a black teen requested to be tried as a white man. And I'm going to read a couple of snippets from this story because they're so good. So Sean Jackson, who was appearing in court for a gun charge, refused to plead before the judge and jury to accept his conditions. The 19-year-old said that he wanted to be tried as a white teenager and that if they can't give him that, that they should try him as a white man who is who has a sip as who has a similar similar record as him the data sh- and this is a quote from him he says the data shows that if i go into this trial as a black man i'm definitely going to jail i would like the judge and the jury to study these past cases so that they can really they can release that no matter how i plead i'm going to be found guilty and given a sentence that is considered fit for a black man by this justice system so I would like to plead as a white boy and a white man and be tried as such. Uh, I think oh,
1: this was Slow a, clap. Slow clap. That's a 19-year-old? That is beautiful, beautiful stuff right there.
0: Slow clap because he's right. He's 100% right.
1: He's dead right. And he's got big black balls to say <laughs> that in front of a judge. Like that is such a ballsy statement for a nineteen-year-old, and I don't know, maybe he's just foolhardy or whatever. But it, it was, I, I wish that this this article had a reply from the judge or something. I'm going to do everything I can to try to follow. Yeah, up yeah, we with should what follow this up. Guy gets.
2: Get what it reminds me of. You remind me. Uh, you guys remember Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The film. Oh, yeah. So, because so, the freedom so, is the is the soul's right to breathe. Sir. <laughs> exactly. So the judge <laughs> the judge goes through all the lists. He's got the rap sheet in front of him. He's got all the times he's dismissed Will Hunting before his court. And the, he's got Will Hunting just you know citing ex, uh, transcendentalists in the courtroom, and and citing the founders of, of of the you know the drafters of the Constitution and everything. That is what this that is what that's what this kid Jackson reminds me of Sean Jackson. He he absolutely reminds me of. So he went there with all of these previous cases of of young white men brought before that very court on gun charges and he laid it out and he said, I'm white, too. Yeah, and, prove me you know, Prove me
0: wrong. Here's here's the precedent. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> right? a gu- and don't and, get me wrong. A gun charge is a pretty Liberty. serious charge. And when you look, and but he also when you look at his past record, and it says so in the article. He's only had a single misdemeanor before that. And so in all which reality, is not, which is nothing, which is, not, and that's is nothing. That's what he had,
2: and that's what he had in all in all of those in that file that he that he threw at the court. Yeah. He had all he had a whole bunch of cases of young white men brought up on gun charges either on first offense or with the the, a similar a similar sheet as his. Yep. And treat me the same. And
0: they and they got things like probation, house arrest, none of them went to jail. Yet if he was an actual like just because of the fact that he's an African American and that he had a gun, they're gonna throw the book at him and he'd go to prison for like three years. It's 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 that is the justice system in this country, period.
2: Yeah, of course this is Florida. I mean, you all remember that shortly after our buddy George was acquitted, they took they took a woman who who was being badly beaten by her boyfriend and shot him with his gun. They they refused to accept that the jury uh, the jury convicted her even though she pled on the same grounds as our buddy George. She was standing her ground. And she's still in prison.
1: Yep. I remember that.
2: I remember that as well. It happened, it happened like right afterwards. So there you go. Yeah. Justice,
0: justice, just, justice for some. Justice, justice for some. If you're white and rich, that's this country. Okay. So white and or, yep. White (laughs) and or. Okay. So the, the next one, this is a, a call out to Sheldon in the Antifa handbook. Our boy Stephen Miller was on a podcast this week, and
3: he had... Don't talk about the handbook. Don't talk
0: about the handbook. Don't talk about the handbook. Uh, He had this to say, so step in. And the silent majority will not only cease to be silent, but they will become a super majority. Because what the Democrats in Washington stand for right now is, in effect, a modern-day fascism. That says, if you don't think what we think, if you don't believe what we believe, if you don't act how we act, then you're going to be ridden out of society. That is fundamentally contrary to everything we stand for as an open, tolerant, pluralistic society. And if that agenda ever gained power,
1: if they could actually put law behind that thought process, then we would be living in a true nightmare. Have you guys uh, uh, realized no wonder why how much- you are a senior advisor to President Trump, Stephen Miller? Really want to thank you for taking the time here. So
2: I thought pot the clip was over. Kettle, have black. you guys have you guys realized how much I sound like Stephen Miller? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was oh, the first time in a oh long time God. that I've heard Stephen Miller talk, and that's fairly close, and I'm appalled
1: at myself. And I need to change <laughs> I-
0: all I have to say is pot kettle
1: black. I you know what you know what pisses me off about this this whole quote is he's like we are in a pluralistic society. Fuck no we're not. We are in a society of so many different cultures and so many different points of view and so many different things saying we need a pluralistic society where the left and the right can live a-. No, man, it's yeah, not bullshit. the left and it's not the right. Yeah, okay? it's Stephen it's, Miller is he just it's religious there. and non-religious and black people and white people and mexican people and and wealthy and the poor like all those angles and people that like guns and people that hate guns we all have to live together it's not two fucking pieces of society okay right he and he just there he just there he's like in the same breath the guy says we
2: live in a pluralistic society and democrats want to build gula. what the fuck how, how do you how how why even open your mouth, man? How could you say we live in a pluralistic society and then take a partisan uh, direction, amplify, amplify yeah, the idea exactly. that one party is fascist and wrong and bad and you're going to build a fucking gulag or some sort of free speech prison to put us all in? <laughs> Make sure that we don't have any influence over society. What happened oh, to pluralism? What happened Sheldon, to the pluralism I that I you put mentioned? You like... in
1: the free speech. I want to put you in the free speech <laughs> prison, bro.
2: <laughs> Fine. I'll just pay. I'll just pay to get out.
1: You bagged I mean, on I mean, Truman today, and I was like, "That's it. Free speech prison for Sheldon <laughs> for one week."
0: <laughs> well, but the thing is, is we have we have Stephen Miller who is basically probably the most decisive person other than president trump in this administration right when it comes to i don't a- know i don't know
2: you think so but that's a culture I- warrior that's a cult that from the culture war perspective yeah but, yeah, from a
0: culture war perspective, let's go. I'll give you that. From a culture okay. war perspective, okay, then. on okay. a non-economic perspective, right? He is. Do we yeah. just think he far... looks like
1: young Cheney? Is that why you're hanging that that fucking gold chain around his neck? <laughs> he, just not, like he just not <laughs> young. He always reminds me. He reminds me. Uh, he reminds me of of the bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop that like kills. Kills Mikey at the beginning. Oh, and yeah. You see, he yeah.
2: Know. He's like, What are you mad, Axel? Because I killed your boyfriend. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, who he, yeah. you
0: know, what he looks like is, uh, what was it? The Robocop, the bad guy in Robocop, <laughs> all no, no, the no, bad no, guys no, no,
1: no. from all the 80s, action. That 70s show, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 they red, no, yeah. It's no, yeah. like, what red. do you think,
1: dumbass?
0: Yeah. And he looks like White Power, uses.
3: dumbass. He
0: was also the bad guy. He was also he was also the bad guy in total recall.
2: Okay, was, I think was. there's I think these are probably several several different actors of Hoomers. They're all the same guy. <laughs> they all just kind of look like <laughs> Steven Miller. I before before we get away from Stephen Miller, I just wanted he had he had a kick ass week. He he gave this interview to Breitbart. Before he did that, he was on Fox News saying some ridiculous bullshit. But look, when he walked out of Fox Studios, he had his pregnant wife with him, who, if you recall, recovered from the COVID uh, shortly after they were married, probably while she was pregnant. Anyway, it was raining. This asshat had was was under an umbrella, and she is just she is completely exposed to the rain. <laughs> She's hopping over puddles and hills. I mean, he's standing right next to him, and he's just walking along his umbrella, completely oblivious, completely oblivious. Nice. To, I mean, he's so he's, a, he's so a true not only
0: is he not a scholar, he is also not a gentleman. <laughs> not
2: a gentleman. <laughs> right on.
0: Fuck you, Stephen Miller. All <laughs>
3: right. Fuck you,
1: Stephen Miller.
0: And so let's jump into this week's Zimmerman's Playhouse.
2: Oh, what? We didn't just stick Stephen Miller in it? No. Nope. We're going to do some more? Oh, oh okay. Oh, we got All a new right. What we, else we got, do we have? We got what got else a new do we party. have?
0: We have an amazing person for the Playhouse, and I actually...
1: She's so good.
0: She's so good. So She's the, a looker. The headline is a Florida woman, and so this is not a Florida man. It is a Florida woman hurls okay. racial slurs at black landscapers in a viral video, and I actually have a clip of it. Let's listen to
3: it. You,
1: fucker. <laughs> you fucking bitch! <laughs> you fucking bitch! <laughs> you <laughs> fucking... <laughs> you <laughs> fucking... You <laughs> fucking... You fucking faggot!
0: Oh, wait, wait, this is my favorite part, right here!
1: Oh, yeah? I'll fucking arrest me, you motherfucker! Oh, fuck, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, it's the best part, is when she's getting arrested. It's so good. So, in a viral video... This amazing woman, and we're going to put a link to it,
3: it, it, there's there's
1: so much more like if there's so much the more video she drops the end bomb like you think Truman was a madman would she would have like, <laughs> killed, killed all of China oh my God Asia, Russia there were so many end bombs oh my God it's, it's almost unbearable
0: so so this one if you're listening to the show head over to the show notes look at this article this woman is sheerly insane. She is basically two landscapers working on the neighbor's yard. These guys were actually really great guys when it came to the uh, They were with super cool. They were
1: just cool. like walking off, like, they're like, God bless. Yeah. Will, they're like, have a blessed day. Yeah. Yeah. She's exactly. She's got Let's the bracelets
2: roll. on. She's, she's fucking being arrested. And they're like, God bless. I don't know. I think that's a little passive aggressive. No, I'm no, no. For- they
0: weren't doing that when she was getting arrested. She got arrested
2: later. No, I, uh, oh, okay. All right. And, right. and contradiction. And
0: after this whole thing went viral, and of course, you know, <laughs> has been spread all over the internet. When asked later, they were like, "Hey, man, we didn't really want this to go viral. We we were just, you know, trying to get out of a bad situation." And you know, we they they were actually took the high road here. It's something where I just feel like this is this is actually really sad to look at. It, it's it's actually like this person is obviously the woman is obviously insane when you look at this video but on top of that it's just you you just feel for the two guys that had to take this kind of abuse
1: i don't know like i see this woman and it it brings me back to kanye it, do we have the do we have the sad music i can give kanye. you some sad music <laughs> what <laughs> it brings me what are we doing it brings me back to kanye <laughs> kanye what the fuck are we doing? God man, I I'm really sad that you have serious, serious mental health issues. <coughs> because we could have we could have uh, taken Kansas. Or, uh, was it Oklahoma that you signed up for? We could've taken Oklahoma. <laughs> and um it's just a shout-out for everyone out there. that's uh, fucking crazy in the head. Take your meds. Hmm? <laughs>
2: You know that could have been an entire Zimmerman's playhouse unto itself. The the Twitter hashtag, the Twitter hashtag, pray for Yay. Meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, black folk are just dying in the goddamn streets. You got this crazy ass woman, and hundreds of thousands of others like her. We could we could have picked this woman out of a barrel, right? Just just harassing and making and and Coulter, you make a good point. You make a good point. It's one I don't often think of. It's tough. It's 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 difficult to watch people of color deal with crazy white people, and it's just. You're right. I agree with you. And pray for yay. No, no, that could have been an entire Zimmerman thing. (laughs) Look, (laughs) uh, Sheldon,
0: Sheldon, Sheldon, send her to the playhouse. I'll do
1: it. I'll do it. Okay, Florida Florida woman. woman. For dropping more N bombs than we've previously known possible, you can fuck all the way off to Zimmerman's Zimmerman's Playoffs. playoffs. (laughs) 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 Nameless
2: Florida woman, don't we visit Florida a little too often? Classy, Uh, classy Florida woman. Although parody, parody, no matter who you are, no matter what your name is, we at Lepton Leftists do not actually advocate that you be locked in a tight space with George Zimmerman. Because that guy's Uh, a crazy asshole.
1: He's such Such a fucking prick. Uh, Such such an an asshole. asshole.
0: All right. And let's head into our next segment.
1: We will continue our discussion. Is not what's happening. Of Darwin's theory of the descent of man. Today in Dumb Americans, this just in, as of Monday, tampons... And maxi pads are no longer banned at the Texas state bar exam. Progress, progress. Yay, the, progress. The, the arc of
2: history, the arc of history, is all, may be slow, but is always
1: forward. And yeah, <laughs> women are just yelling, "Comfortability." <laughs> I, up until So Monday, how long did this go on, man? I, I, up, until, up until Monday. like I, I, I don't know when Texas allowed women to take the bar exam. That might have been like 1993. <laughs> or, no, or 2003. <laughs> <Texas>. <laughs> but up until Monday, the two-day exam... It's a two-day exam. Women were not allowed to bring their own feminine products. Having instead to use a state-provided cardboard applicator, <laughs> which just fucking sounds uncomfortable... And I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get how this is a thing. And I know this is a long bump on the road of the long, long journey that the state of Texas has taken in deciding that they know what is best for women's bodies. But, like, can you Im- Damn! Damn, right? <laughs> can you imagine the, the, admit, the people administrating the exams, like, rifling through women's purses and confiscating their feminine products? Like, sorry, ma'am, this is... It's not a Texas state-approved menstruational device. We're just going <laughs> to take this. And then, like, with, like hoarding over the women's products oh my in God. the back. Like, we sure stuck it to them, stupid females. And this? this is
2: like the invasiveness of, of, of TSA before we had the fucking TSA. I mean, are they... Are, oh, my God, they just throw... And I guess they just throw it away if they find it? I, I, uh, how, do I think oh Do they give it back? Yeah, I mean, they gotta throw it away And pa, they just pa, 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 give you the, pa, pa, pa. And they Is give you that eye Have you had that eye device, before? Ma'am? Have you had that eye before? How dare you bring it to They give you that eye like you know you ain't getting that back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god Really? So, well, hey like a, The long progress of history It may be slow
1: But now We're getting there we're getting there. One small, one small chip at a time. Oh, one oh, small chip at a time.
0: I don't know. Let's like, get. Who wants to be a lawyer in Texas, though?
1: <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm like relatively sure that everyone in every court of law is armed, de facto in
3: Texas. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's a good reason not to go. <laughs> I'm Texas State
2: Bar. It's like that episode of the of a Family Guy in which if you buy a bottle of Jack Daniel's, you get a freaking 38 special
1: yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, Texas yeah, yeah, yeah. state law <laughs> yeah buy buy a here's car your... in Texas and you get a rifle <laughs> yeah to... here's your well, bar certification uh, <laughs> uh let's well, let's let's we'll get this there. pig. let's move on Keep to the numbers mine.
2: okay what do we have for the numbers Caleb take us in depth
3: we would have had three or four million lives lost as opposed to we're about
1: 112 115,000 1492 with a four million people, as opposed to where it is now, which is probably 115. The 1619 Project, where did that come from? It right. could get up to 150, could go beyond
3: that. Two and a half
1: billion dollars we're putting in is a very good chance you're not going to
3: die. It's a pretty good very chance. Good
1: chance not, very good chance you're <laughs> not going to die. <laughs> 1492, I like that drop. Okay. But I guess that's what we're going to talk about, right? The big number... The big number to start that we're focusing on is 159,000, which is the number of COVID deaths for the United States as of uh, today, this week. And we're going to kind of try to give you something to think about, like how many people that is. That is two packed Green Bay Packers stadiums. Man, that's a that's big eight. stadium. Those are it's big stadiums. A, it's, a, it's a big stadium. Is eight Madison Square Gardens. That's one and a half big houses. Is that the biggest big house? The Michigan Wolverine Stadium is that the biggest stadium in the country? Sheldon, big house. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean it was when I gave a shit. So it was like one hundred and ten thousand people could could go in there. So yeah, one and a half. Yeah,
1: yeah. Two plus Superdomes. That's for you, Sheldon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the Saints go marching in. That's oh God, that. I want to. Shoot myself in the face <laughs> 3.3 3 Yankee Stadiums it's 52.4 9-11s.
0: oh cool you, that is and just so you know how many trillions of dollars did we spend because of 911
2: I
3: don't have that number do
0: you
2: <laughs> I mean look we can talk it we can we can we can break that down that 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 is that is an entire series unto itself whether all that money was spent but i mean if you want to blame everything on the world trade center attack we're at about 13 trillion dollars
0: yeah if I, you I'm want just, to say I, it was how, how about the world trade 13... center attack gave people justification for the bullshit to
2: spend and i'm i'm trillion. on board i'm completely on board i agree I, yeah. I, I i'm on board with you so we're at about 13 trillion dollars for 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 3000 dead people in two ugly buildings creating a smoking crater the south end of the island of Manhattan.
0: But hey, six hundred bucks a month—way too much for
1: nine11s Yeah, 85,
0: anyway.
1: 85 Hurricane Katrina's. Yeah, Dude, that, number. what did we spend on Hurricane Katrina? Times yeah. that by eighty-five, Jesus Christ! Right, that ain't, that, and there again,
2: I, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go this time.
1: <laughs> for the, for the Trump voters out there, 103 Titanics. Some of you may remember that. 22 <laughs> times most of them were on it 22 times the amount of deaths america the amount of deaths from the polio academic uh, epidemic
2: and polio 60, was that was a serious fucking lockdown
1: if 65 you- times the american deaths in, in the war in afghanistan 35 times the american deaths in the war in iraq 4.3 times The American deaths in the Korean War. We don't talk about the Korean War enough. Good Lord, was that a bloody war. Thanks, Harry Truman. Yeah. I mean, if only he'd have dropped a nuclear bomb sooner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dropped the bomb on (laughs) on Pyongyang. (laughs) That would have been cool. (laughs)
1: 6.2 times the Revolutionary War, um, American deaths. 2.7 times of American deaths during the Vietnam War. This stat kills me. One point three times the American deaths of World War One. And then the, the the last amount of numbers, I want you guys to to click on that link on the list of United States and just scroll down to to cities under that one hundred fifty nine thousand mark. Well, let's just name a couple a couple Lakewood, of famous Lakewood, cities. Lakewood, that Colorado, would be right next gone. to
0: me, is one hundred fifty seven thousand people. That's like the next city over for me right now. They would be completely gone. Well,
1: For those in Utah, it's like well more West Valley City. Well, it would be it would be like West Valley and Payson combined. Gone. Macon, Georgia, Kansas City, Kansas, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, yeah, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Goodbye. Waco, Texas. Syracuse, New York.
0: Columbia, South Carolina. Topeka,
2: Kansas. (laughs) doesn't yeah. <laughs> think that's funny. The Kansas side of Kansas City has a hundred. Yeah, the, the
1: 000, Kansas side of, of Kansas City. <laughs>
0: the capital I mean, of kept, Illinois.
1: We kept the good side.
0: Illinois, Gone.
1: Yep, Hartford, Connecticut, gone. Hartford, Connecticut, and probably all of its little neighborhoods around it, gone.
0: Burbank, California, gone. Oh, Eugene,
2: Eugene, pretty much gone. Ge- Charleston, Charleston, North Carolina, bye bye. Oh, yeah. This is fun. Fort Collins pretty much gone.
0: That's for you, Coulter. Westminster, Colorado is also the next city over for me. Gone.
1: Yeah, Boulder, Colorado completely gone. Yeah, I I, I just think it's it's a it's a good way to kind of visualize the amount of people that have died in in not a very long time. Um, actually a hold on
0: i live in arvada colorado Hundred and twenty-one thousand. yeah there's arvada
2: i, I was be, i thought arvada would show be up before west valley city and it oh did. yeah yeah
1: sandy sandy would be gone west jordan would be gone I, I mean if you took all of sheldon's illegitimate kids and put them in a basket <laughs> god
2: damn you they hey, would here's all one for be you.
1: dead by coronavirus here's there's one, one for you
2: i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make this even more fun you ready you, ready? Yeah. You, you, want to know, you want to know how many times How many times The community known as The Villages In the state of Florida
1: Jesus, play the clip what A village paradise oh, oh. Sunshine and golf galore Yeah, you got it, White power, power. Where neighbors stroll The old
3: town square And the good life is in store
1: Turd, you fucking turn! <laughs> the villages, where the smile shine all year round. Nazi! <laughs> Nazi, like Nazi the racist pig! The villages, Florida's friendly as Tumble Town. From my family to yours. my family to yours. Come on! Come on down, daddy. Florida's friendly as Tumble Town! Trump Oh, man. One of the <laughs> friendliest places in town. The <laughs> America's villages. friendliest hometown. Fuck Trump!
0: Oh, I love you guys. You turd! <laughs> you fucking turd! God,
1: go find all that right. clip. Burn all it right. all
0: let's, let's wrap this show up. First no! Thing we're, first let's thing let's we're, carry on. First thing we're going to talk about is, let's talk about Patreon. Head over to leftandleftist.com and look at the support tab and you're going to find a link to patreon or you could just go to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist and there you're going to be able to give it any amount we have a couple of patreons now i'm very excited about those so thank you to all of those who are giving thank to you our patrons your support thank you patrons yes patrons have now locked us in to having to make a podcast every week because now we We get paid. We were going to do that anyway. We were going to do it anyway. Let's be honest. But if you would like to give us the gifts of money for doing this, please head over to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist.
1: The next promise for the patron is I'm going to buy Sheldon a mouse that isn't the loudest mouse I've ever heard. You're not still hearing (laughs)
0: it. (laughs) We're totally still hearing it. Uh,
1: (laughs) I... Carry on. Oh. For $10, I'll buy him a mouse that doesn't suck. <laughs> my mouse rules. <laughs> it's my tower that sucks. Hey, go, also, go find us. Go find us. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Twitter. all hey, head left and leftist.
0: Hey, hey, Sheldon, I got to throw yes. out, man. I've been getting buzzed on all the new followers on Twitter. You've been kicking <laughs> serious butt. I love it. Like All day, my watch going off all day long of all the new people following us. Did
2: you like that?
0: I did like you that. You like that action? Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, Left and Leftist is blowing up just a little bit on Twitter right now. Uh, thanks to thanks. everyone who followed
0: us. Yeah, thanks to everyone who's listening and everyone who's followed us. Another way to support the show is write us a review. Head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com. Look for Left and Leftist and write us a review. Your five-star review is going to help people find the show. Other than that, these guys... Owe me an egging of my house, and that might happen oh, one day. I've already got a
1: dirty plan set in motion.
0: Oh, it's going to happen. But other than that, thank you for listening to Left and Leftist. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: Good night, y'all. So long, suckers.